Listener Production. G'day, you are listening to episode 94 of the Howie Games with former New Zealand cricketer turned gun broadcaster Ian Smith. This is the prelude, the impact of Corona. The full parts A and B of the show with Smitty will follow up next. Firstly, thank you so much for all the love out there at MarkHoward03 on socials for the extra episodes we are endeavouring to release. For me personally, to hear all your stories about where you're listening to the show from and how certain episodes may have given you a bit of a lift in some small way during these times of isolation, well, it has absolutely pumped me up. So to hear all your messages has been fantastic. Thank you very much. Stay safe, stay positive, stay in touch with those close to you. No doubt, no doubt we will be through all this soon, sooner rather than later, hopefully. Stay safe. Alrighty, in this short leading, Smitty talks about life in lockdown in New Zealand, how he and his country are faring, and what it was like calling cricket with no crowds in attendance. Welcome to the Howie Games. All the way over there in New Zealand, I can see him. He is looking magnificent remotely, Ian Smith. Smitty, how are you? Oh, well, Howie, I'm, I'm bearing up. I mean, like the whole world, I'm, I'm bearing up with, with these sort of uncertain times. So, uh, look, it's, it's, it's really strange, mate. I'm, look, I'm 62 years of age. I've experienced nothing like this in, in, in my lifetime. Hope never to experience it again. It's just, um, you know, we're, we've been pretty lucky in New Zealand thus far. I mean, you know, we've taken precautions and uh, we're, we've got off pretty lightly. I personally, I'm living um, in my house. We've got four bedrooms, so I've got my three sons here and their partners and my wife. Um, and so we're all keeping an eye on each other. And whilst two of them live out of where I live, um, you know, they've chosen to come into, into our bubble and we're existing here for at least four weeks. Smitty, we'll get to how you're going with it personally. It sounds like you're in a fairly similar situation to what we are here at the moment. How's the country handling it? Obviously, here we've got massive unemployment queues. You talked about 95% of businesses. How's New Zealand, which has always been such a resilient country, how are you good people dealing with it, mate? Well, not well. Um, You know, we've had uh, a lot of relief announced by the government, billions and billions of dollars going back into the workforce areas to support people whose jobs have gone or people who, who are working off contract whose contracts are not being fulfilled at the moment. Um, beneficiaries have uh, been up the ante, not quite sure why, but they have. Um, and I, I really, uh, the government have, have stepped in big time and have been pretty generous in that regard. Of course, New Zealand, like Australia, uh, is an island country and, and therefore we're also quite unique. We're a long way from parts of the world, which makes us a great tourist destination. Uh, and of course, that's stopped dead. Airports are closed, um, borders are closed. Uh, even people coming in who are New Zealand citizens now have to basically go into a hotel or a camp uh, where they're supervised. Uh, so, you know, that is a massive part of, of the way we live tourism, and there is absolutely none. Uh, so uh, really huge. Uh, it's, it doesn't really affect me greatly. I mean, you know, you and I work in a similar industry, which requires sport, of course. So in that regard, um, we've got we can't go to work. Um, but I'm a bit lucky at this stage that I, I work for a company that's been, you know, pretty good. Um, and uh, at this stage, fingers crossed, will continue to be. And, and throughout the duration, if not, then, you know, like everyone else, I'll have to rethink. 
how are you dealing with it yourself? In some ways, as a as a father, to have your three sons and their partners there, I'm sure, puts a smile on your face because you get to spend some real quality time with your family, which is one of the positives. But are you what, what's your mental state, Smitty? Are you concerned? Are you doing what you need to do but just letting it brush over? Like how are you actually feeling yourself? Well, you know, we've got a good group. Um, we, we, as I've mentioned two or three times, we, we call them bubbles over here. Our bubble's eight. We've got eight people in our bubble. Um, and, you know, I know them all very well. I've never lived with them particularly with the partners in that and in, in such close quarters um we've got four rooms where we basically disappear to if we get sick of each other i guess without <laughs> saying it um, we've got um we're all punters so at least the australian racing's still going mate you're saving <laughs> us in that regard because uh, 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 our racing industry stopped dead still so yours is still going which has been fantastic a bit of light relief um, you know, we've got a few beers in the fridge. So we're trying to simulate a, quite a relaxed lifestyle, but we know full well it's not normal. Uh, and myself personally, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm missing my mates like we all are. I, I, I miss my local boozer. I miss my workmates and I miss, I miss sport. Uh, we're, we're going through a phase of reruns. I'm, I'm sure Fox are doing a lot of that as well. And, mm-hmm. and other, other television companies around the world, we're, we're playing events from the past and um, and, and it's it's actually I didn't think I'd like it, but I, I actually do. Uh, I, I've always been as, as a, a commentator. I, I sort of focus on the game that I'm working on and the one tomorrow. I've never really looked back too much on the past. So to relive games that are 20 years old that you hear yourself commentating on and you can't remember a lot of what happened, it, it's been it's been it's, it's been quite a good way to pass the time. Talking about sport, obviously our our footy codes here are getting bank loans. There's concerns about the future. Um, I knew I know that New Zealand Rugby Union recently did, did a deal which involved Sky and all sorts of really progressive thinking in TV rights. What's the general theory? And you work on rugby, which we'll get to in the main part of the podcast. How's New Zealand Rugby, the All Blacks, etc., financially going to handle it? And, and are they putting it? We hope to play at this stage. Where's rugby at in in New Zealand, mate? Well, you know, um, they were looking at putting uh, together a, uh, a five-team contest and, and competition in terms of the Super Rugby. In other words, the five New Zealand franchises would play amongst themselves. And, and that would have been extremely popular because the local derbies tend to be very popular in New Zealand when New Zealand sides play against each other. Uh, that's been put on hold um, because the country's in lockdown and that means no travel um, and it means no contact with people that you don't have to have contact with. So... Uh, so all of those things are, have been put on ice at the moment. So that, that's a setback. And, of course, while rugby isn't functioning and we're right in the middle of the super competition, there's no one going to grounds, there's no income. And so they're battling like like everyone else. I, I think the New Zealand Rugby Union have, over the years, have stashed a bit away. So, but they'll be drawing on reserves. Uh, they've asked uh, the players to take a pay cut, which I, I think is pretty general with uh, the rest of the, the community as well. Uh, and so it's it's on hold, it's on standby, and, and we we don't quite know. I mean, the, the All Blacks don't due to play until June. Will we be free of this marginal to be thinking that mm. that would that would be the case? But what I will say is, uh, I genuinely believe that Australia and New Zealand are, are very similar in that we need sport. We really do need sport um, to get us through. Um, whilst we're managing it. Without it, it's a temporary. In the back of your mind, you, you know that sport's not far away, or you hope it isn't. So, but to have, to think that you could have to live without sport for a long period of time is almost um, unthinkable. So, uh, I think the rugby union 
and a lot of the, the sporting organisations will be gearing themselves uh, to get back in this to this pretty quickly. I know a lot of players, will, some players will be out of condition, some of the teamwork and that won't be quite as good, but uh, they'll be getting back to the point where probably we start playing games without audiences and then ease our way back into, hopefully, back into normal life um, as soon as possible. Hey, look, they're hurting. They're hurting. It's our national game. Rugby is hurting badly. Uh, fortunately, from cricket's point of view, it's like in, in Australia, it was towards the end of the season. We missed out on Australia coming for three T20s. We missed the last two, of course, Chapel Hadley games over there, and, and um, we've missed the last part of our domestic competition. So, uh, you know, they probably, it probably cost us about two weeks of cricket. So that wasn't so bad in that regard. Rugby league, of course, we've got the Warriors. Uh, they tried their best to stay in Australia to keep the competition yeah. going. But uh, now they'll come home, as have uh, the Phoenix and the A-League. So besides the teams that you would know in New Zealand are suffering, uh, and their home bodies, their you know their, their companies, etc., that are backing them, are doing it tough, like everybody else. But there's no way around it at the moment. You just have to suck it up, to use a better phrase. How's your um, how's your PM viewed internally? Because after everything that happened a year ago, I noticed it was um, the one year. Uh, anniversary is not the right word. The words not with me, but the terrible. Mm. atrocity you had in New Zealand and the way she stood up on the world stage. And again, externally, the way she has dealt with this crisis, the rest of the world looks at her as one of the great leaders on the planet, I think. Certainly here, I think everywhere you hear so many times, wow, imagine if Jacinda Ardern was in in charge of where we are. Mm. How she viewed and the job she's done so far in this most recent crisis, mate, without being too political. No, it's it's not. Uh, I can easily say that. I, I know I can tell you I, I voted for the other party, so and I'm not being political about the whole deal. So uh, she's impressed me. Um, you know, she's she's led from the front. Uh, she's she's uh, obviously some great advice, and she's had some good people behind her. But she's made some tough calls, and 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 she she made them quickly. You know that that was the thing. I think the key. How he was at. She actually said, "No, no, we're going to move on this real quick." Um, and, uh, you know, it's worked. She's done very well. Uh, she's still only very young in terms of um, being a world leader, but she's made some good calls. Mate, there's only four and a half million of us. We're not a very big country. Um, you know, you, you've got a, your guys and, and those people around the world that, who lead the bigger countries have got a lot more people and a lot type, much more in- infrastructure to consider. Um, but for what she's had to do, She's done it really well, and and she's gaining points because of it, and and I can see why. From a sporting perspective, mate, this hit you and me in the face probably quicker than most people in our industry because we sat there for three one-day internationals, Australia versus mm. New Zealand. Um, we got through the first one, and we were going to do this podcast between the first and the second, mm. and uh, we did the first one without a crowd, and then that night you sent to our WhatsApp message hearing you know, that the Kiwis might be going home and, and then the um, travel ban came into place, so they went home. For a man, and we'll get to cricket with you shortly, that's commentated so much cricket, how did you find calling the game at the SCG with no crowd? Uh, interesting story there, actually, Harry, because, uh, you know, uh, when I told you, when I found out um, that New Zealand were going to go home, mm. I, that, I was at the Rose Hill races that day and, and there was probably, I don't know, 8,000 people on course. And that was the day after... Yeah. The SCG had no one in it, and you could only get in through one small gate or one door 
knock on the door and show your pass and be permitted in. Um, I found that whole thing bizarre, to be fair. Cricket Australia initiative, there is no crowd at the game today. Quite remarkable and unprecedented. So that is 50 up for David Warner. I'm not sure he knows because no one's applauding. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, he hasn't raised his bat. It never has. There we go. There we go. <laughs> And Aaron Finch goes down to congratulate him. <laughs> you know, I've commentated a lot of sport around the world, but I've never, ever in, in, encountered a ground devoid of total atmosphere. Um, you know, there's been very small crowds at a lot of the games I've done, um, but there's still shots of people in their little pockets around the place. Must have been a, a desperately hard game to direct to try and find um, atmosphere and trying to find feeling about the place. Uh, I, I was... It was unique. Um, uh, it was to be a sign of, of things to come, and uh, it only lasted one out of the three. Of course, the league carried on for another while after that. There was a few rugby games after that as well with empty stadiums. and So a lot of other commentators would have got the gist of it. But I, I found it uh, with no crowd reaction, with no atmosphere, um, a, a terribly hard game to try and get something out of. I mean, this is New Zealand versus Australia some of the very best players um, we've seen. And even they couldn't spark um, atmosphere and interest. Uh, uh, when I say interest, I, I'm probably being a bit harsh, but I found it really, really hard. And, I, you know, I, 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 uh, it was unique. I'm glad I did it because now I'll appreciate crowds even more. Yeah, spot on. I think there was a moment where we just, I don't think you were calling, it wasn't me at the time, but Steve Smith just fielded a regulation ball at mid-wicket or short cover and then threw it back to the keeper. And then we looked at the replay and realised he dropped a simple catch. Because of no crowd reaction, it was just it was just like a game you see when you're walking your dog yeah. in a park, wasn't it? Has that carried? He looks very disappointed, Stephen Smith. Yeah, it is. It's, you know, it's, it was it was bizarre. It was like I was watching a game of, of club cricket, um, you know, and, you know, just passing comment on, on something that almost you felt shouldn't be happening. Uh, and, and, you know, in the end, you know, it, it was, as I said, it was very unique, but um, very, very strange, you know. And, and, you know, we got through it, you know, we're professionals and, and there's still action outside to talk about, but. Tough, really, really tough, and um, as I said, no more, please. Well, hopefully you and everyone in New Zealand stays really safe, mate, and we get through this very quickly. I think we've done enough serious stuff for you and me. It might be time to move on to the main part of the show. What do you reckon? Yeah, like Howie, I'm, I'm waiting for you to laugh, mate. I'm, wait, I'm waiting for you to get out. And Some of the good things about that, though, you know, one of the good things is watching you out and about around the ground, you know, mate, and, and still – talking to people who are 40 yards away. 50, how was that? Talking well, to people who are 50 yards away from you, you're basically yelling at them and they're talking to you through a camera that's strung on four wires dipping down in their face. You know, the, the, the bizarre thing was, because I'd been away, I'd been away in, in Central America having, having a surf with the family and, uh, you know, Mitch Marsh came up straight away before the game, shakes my hand, how was your trip? You've got to tell me where you went. And I was talking to Manus. And then when the lights went red, it was like, oh, hang on, we've got to be a metre and a half apart. So, yeah, it was a bizarre scenario, but oh, I'm with you, mate. I think I think we need the crowd and I think the athletes will appreciate the crowd even more when all this is said and done. All right, let's wrap this up and get to the real stuff. That's it for the coronavirus version of the episode. Up next, the entertaining life and times of Ian Smith. 
Listener.